The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Combank. If your organisation, school or sporting club was impacted by the bushfires, you can apply for a bushfire recovery grant by visiting combank.com.au forward slash bushfire recovery. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Friday the 5th of June. In your squiz today, the US challenged on its handling of the protests, Hong Kong's Tiananmen Square vigil, drug war deaths in the Philippines and Friday lights. This is your squiz today. Derek Chauvin, the police officer who killed George Floyd, has now had his murder charge upgraded to second-degree unintentional murder. And the other three officers who were there have now also been charged. An attorney for the Floyd family says the charges are a significant step forward on the road to justice. The first of three memorials will be held for George Floyd this morning, Claire. Yeah, it started um, just as we speak, Larissa. And on Saturday, there is one in North Carolina, which is where George Floyd was born. uh, And then on Monday in Houston, which is where he was raised. So there is a lot of activity around memorialising George Floyd in the next few days. When it comes to the protests, it seems that things are starting to calm down just a little. Yeah, they're still very large, but certainly more. More subdued. That's what reporters and authorities are saying. There's still some hot spots around New York, Washington DC and Los Angeles, but even there, those protests are large but largely peaceful. Uh, Al Sharpton, who is the civil rights campaigner who's eulogising uh, George Floyd at a couple of these memorials, says that he's more hopeful than he's been in a while because Americans have come out uh, of different races and different ages all marching together. Uh, so clearly they protests have made an impact and the hope is that there will be real change coming from it. The handling of the protests in the US is being watched closely on the international stage. They're facing accusations of double standards when it comes to the handling of their own domestic unrest compared to their stance on situations in other countries. Yeah, so not only is there the domestic fallout to deal with, there is international fallout for America uh, after these protests are completely calmed. China is said to be particularly zeroing in on the contrast between the way Trump has dealt with the domestic unrest and then saying that uh, protesters need to be respected in places like Hong Kong. Hong Kong, of course, being a, a particular hotspot at the moment. And former American diplomat Nancy McEldowney says that America certainly is tied down with those internal divisions, which makes it harder uh, for officials abroad to put America's case. Speaking of Hong Kong, thousands of people have defied a police ban to hold a vigil for the victims of the Tiananmen Square massacre. The vigil is a remembrance for the thousands of pro-democracy protesters killed in China back in 1989. The banned vigil took place on the day another controversial law passed in Hong Kong, Claire. Yeah, so before China was looking at putting that security law on the scene, there was disruption in Hong Kong's parliament. They were discussing the banning of disrespecting the Chinese national anthem and that passed through that parliament yesterday, 41 votes to one. That's because pro-democracy MPs were excluded from that vote after they disrupted proceedings. There's a lot of focus on Hong Kong at the moment, of course, not only because of protest season starting off, as they call it, with this vigil, remembering the victims of Tiananmen Square, uh, but also those couple of bits of legislation. 
Over to the Philippines now, and President Rodrigo Duterte made cracking down on drugs and crime a huge part of his government. A damning United Nations report now says that tens of thousands of people may have been killed with near impunity in this war on drugs since mid-2016. Yeah, that means, of course, largely police have killed Filipino citizens without consequences in the name of that drug war. Government data indicates that uh, more than 8,500 people have died Uh, since July 2016, but that report from the United Nations estimates that it's way above that. Uh, Police say that they're acting lawfully and they blame the death of suspects on those who are resisting arrest. Back home and with a lot of talk about our recession status yesterday, we're getting a little bit more of an idea about the scale of it with some retail data just released. What do these figures show, Claire? So in March, there was a spike of 8.5%, which was record-breaking. That, of course, is because many people rushed to the supermarkets to top up their pantries, but that was completely reversed when you get to (laughs) April. There's a total sales drop of 17.7%. The sales of clothing and footwear fell 54% for the month Uh, and also those pantry items that we rushed out in March to buy were down by 40% and above so a lot of whiplash in the retail sector. One thing that is looking to rebound is our air flight options, domestically at least. While Qantas and Jetstar are currently flying at around 5% capacity, they plan to be at 40% capacity by the end of July. Some of that, though, of course, depends on when domestic borders open up. When it comes to our trans-Tasman bubble buddy, New Zealand have marked the 15th of June as the date that they will have zero coronavirus cases. In a quick update on the global numbers, there are 6.5 million coronavirus cases worldwide with 390,000 deaths. Australia's death toll sits at 102. Before we get to Friday Lights today, Claire, a message now from our podcast sponsor, the Commonwealth Bank. We've learned a bit more this week about how the economy is tracking in the era of the coronavirus, and data from the bank's cardholders show how it's affected ordinary people like you and me. For example, spending on food to prepare at home remains 26% ahead compared to this time last year. Going down is the amount of cash we've withdrawn. In April this year, Combank personal account holders withdrew 35% less cash in dollar value than they did for the same period in 2019. It's pretty interesting stuff and you can check out their weekly insight reports by going to combank.com.au forward slash business insights. I'll put that link into your episode notes as well. Getting into Friday Lights now, Claire, a few things we liked this week. First up, you've got an article on skincare tips from Meghan Markle's makeup artist. All about hydration. I don't know about you, but I certainly have a put a lick of makeup on for quite a, quite a while. Uh, very much the same here. But I did do a clean out of the bathroom, which meant that I found all sorts of little bits and pieces of skincare that I've accumulated over the last year or so, and I've put it to good use, and it actually made a difference. I think there is a point about better hydration, so been into it. And, yeah, I found this article quite interesting, lots of products that I've never seen before, always interested in new products on the market. Mm, and it's a good mix of budget and high-end products in that list. And then we love a good recipe. We've got one for Osso Buco rounding out today. Not skimping on the gramolata is your top tip. 
My question is, what's gremolata? <laughs> you get some lemon rind, some herbs of some sort, usually parsley and lots of garlic, and you mix it all up with some olive oil and it's delicious, particularly oh, when you put it on good. some of those braises. It really lifts the flavour. <laughs> okay, I might have to go and have a look at that <laughs> recipe closely. Claire, what have you got for us as a subject line today? I've got it's good to touch the green, green grass of home. Pretty much every old big time singer has had a go at that from Elvis, Dean Martin, Tom Jones. Uh, That, of course, is because Prime Minister Scott Morrison and his press pack got (laughs) kicked off the lawn of a homeowner outside of Canberra yesterday in quite an interesting scene. You don't get between a man and his newly reseeded lawn, no matter who you are. Absolutely not. As always, links to everything we've covered in the podcast today can be found in the Squiz Today email if you want to do a bit of further reading. That's all from us this week. Have a great Friday. A little note that we'll be back with you on Tuesday because we will be enjoying a sleep-in on our public holiday on Monday. Have a great weekend. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. Are you?